You're listening to the Womanpreneur Podcast. Empowerment in business and life. My name is Melissa Motes, and I'm here with my amazing podcast partner and dear friend, Amanda McEwen. She is looking lovely in her electric blue top today. Well, thank you, Melissa Motes. You're welcome. Uh, I appreciate you noticing the color of my, my shirt. It looks nice. You've received two More compliments. Than- more incentive for people to tune into the video and not just right. listen to us. Right. You can do both. Yes. Well, what are we going to talk to our fine listeners about today? Today we're talking about building your business network. Ooh. And I don't mean network marketing. That's a whole different topic. Um, but this is more about what happens when you're too busy to do something. Yeah. Who do you have on your team when you just have so much going on that you need to outsource, when you get sick and you can't do it all? Uh, maybe you're busy and somebody calls you for a job, um, but you want to make sure that your client is taken care of. There's a lot of situations that come when you're an independent contractor of some sort where you're just one person. But when you're just one person, things happen and your client can't... It's not their fault that you got sick, that some emergency came up. Their work still needs to get done. So what do you do? I feel a song coming. Uh oh. Ooh, you get by with a little help from our friends. (laughs) The ooh threw me off. (laughs) I don't know why I ooed. For some reason, when you ooed, I thought you were going to heaven as a place on earth. (laughs) That's a song that started playing (laughs) in my head. Belinda Carlisle. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love it when you sing, but I just, <laughs> yes, I didn't know where you were going with that. Well, we get by with a little help from our friends. Thanks, Ringo. Yeah. Appreciate that, Ringo. I just wanted to say Ringo. And that maybe I'll, at the end of the episode today, I'll sign off with some Belinda. Yeah. You know, she's I, coming to Vegas playing a free concert in June. Really? Well, the Go-Go's are. I actually saw, we're sidetracking, it happens. My friend Nancy really loves Belinda Carlisle, and we went to see her a few years ago. She played at the Orleans Casino in this weird wow. room where yeah. some people stormed the stage. Wow. Um, some weird things that happen over there. That's that's one of the concerts I've been to. That one on of my your list 387 or whatever. Yes. 387, right? I believe so. I believe so. Jeez. Well, uh, but by the time this episode airs, it will be at least 388. So. <laughs> wow. That many? Yeah. Well, we just, I just added one because I know there's one coming up uh, on Monday. So. <laughs> you go girl. How to get to 400 sometime soon. I love it. Okay. So. Well, what happens, Melissa Motes? Yes. And this is going to be really different for me than it is for you because okay. your service is your voice. Right. You can't replace yourself if you get sick <sighs> right, or <clears throat> something happens. There are other, are other ways that you can accommodate your busyness by outsourcing. Outsourcing is a big part of this. Yeah. But uh, let, I would like to get some of your, your take on yeah. what you're starting with what your main business is. Right. It's your voice. And that's really tricky. It's tricky. So when it's my voice, obviously if someone's trying to book me, if it's a longtime client of mine or I'm a signature voice on something they use all the time, it would just be a matter of just having to reschedule when I'm well, you mm-hmm. know, and it's 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 inconvenient for the client and I try really hard not to get sick, but it does happen sometimes. Um but if it's a, a client that maybe I do a lot of sporadic work for, mm-hmm. um, 
and they get a hold of me and they have like a one-off type of a project and I'm under the weather or I'm unavailable, I love to refer other talent, um, other female talent and other male talent. And people um, I've worked with for two decades consider me a great resource for other voice actors because they know that I come from a place where I'm very comfortable um, with all of my relationships. I'm mm -hmm. comfortable with the people who hire me and I'm also comfortable with fellow talent. And I know the talent who are going to do a great job. So it makes me feel good yeah. to, to recommend somebody else. Well, that's part of this business network that I'm talking about is that if I'm not available, I have people who I can refer my clients to because one of the things that I don't like, and we've talked about this plenty, is if I, I just don't like to say, nope, without offering up, but let me help you. Solution. Right. So maybe I'm already booked on those dates, but here are the names, numbers, email addresses for at least one or two other people who I would strongly recommend, who I know are going to do the same quality work and and I do that all the time. And I have one good friend, uh, my friend Jody. She's my my fellow producer friend, and we refer each other work. For and it's a couple reasons. Number one, we know that we're going to provide clients with quality service. They're going to be taken care of. Also, there's a level of trust that we're not going to steal each other's clients. Yes, and that becomes a really big part of it. And that's how you can backfire in a network. And it happens way too often. Somebody refers somebody, you know, I can't do this job. Would you like to work with them? And then they take that client and they start working with them directly. Yeah. You're allowed to do that, but there's kind of an ethical guideline in play, at, yeah. at least in my industry in production, that if you got this job through me and they call you directly, you should be reaching out to me to say, hey, this is what's going on. Even at just a courtesy heads up, it's yeah. that keeping those lines of communication open. If the client likes the person better than you, there's nothing you can really do about that, but you should still be upfront with that person. Right. And the same and, thing could be true with in with voiceover. Mm -hmm. So that might be a, a sporadic uh, you know, voiceover job and I refer another talent and then that client or that team decide that the voice I referred is a better fit, right. you know, for the, yeah. for the project. And you know, it happens it ha yep. and you can't take it personally, but it's just one of those things where you just have to know that that is a possibility. Mm -hmm. I always like to come from a place that I always like to think of everything in the, in the mindset of abundance and that there's plenty to go around. There's plenty of work, there's plenty of opportunities. And I never really feel like I have to latch on to one uh, client or one, you know, um, job in a way where I feel worried about it. Mm -hmm. Like I was just sharing with you today before we started recording that a really big client of mine, um, just decided to go in house. Um, it was a client that I've been working with for two years and it was a very major part of my income and, uh, they stopped calling and I was like, Whoa, what happened? So I reached out to the agency, um, that I was booking this client through and, they said, hey, we're so sorry, but they ha they're trying to save a bunch of money. And so now they're going to book talent in-house, which really means they're not going to use professional talent. Right. They're going to use someone who yep. they think can do you know, the job of a professional voice actor. And who knows, maybe the client will end up coming back to me. But um, I was telling <laughs> you, I was sad about it for precisely five minutes. <laughs> yep. And I was like, 
okay. And some people, it might take them a year. They'd be mourning the loss of this client because it was that major of a client for me. But I was like, well, you know what? Onward and upward, and I'm going to find another opportunity, you know? So that's a part of just kind of along the lines of this conversation, but... Yeah, and and there's also a difference between somebody stealing a client and somebody being a better fit. And sometimes that's what happens is you hand off a client to somebody else and then they, they, they just have a better fit with each other. Yep. And then in those cases, hopefully you're happy for your your friend or your your referral. Right. And because it, it's happened to me before where I've worked with somebody and, and that person and I just, we have different working styles and then they work with somebody else that I know and they just click and they work well. And it's like, okay, this is a better fit for both of you. It's less stress for me. That opens up my world to then work with a client that's better suited for me. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes people would be a little underhanded and they'll take a job and then they'll tell that client, oh, hey, by the way, you could just hire me directly next time. And that that's where it gets a little, little bit yeah. tricky where you're now, you were given this gift by somebody and now you're taking. Yeah. It's, and and well, I'm, I'm not a fan of there's that. There's also this thing called I believe in karma. karma? Yes. Yeah. There so is. my my thing is is uh, I'm just gonna echo what you said, which is have integrity, have good work ethic, and respect people. Um, and it's just it's a beautiful thing when you can refer others and they can refer you and it's even better when it's reciprocal mm-hmm. and people are it's going back and forth. Um, but what? And until we're able to clone ourselves, which I've had clients that have told me, he's like, why can't we clone you yet? I, I don't know. I mean, it, it could be very helpful to both of us yeah. if there were two of me, especially when I really need to be in two places at once. And I, I know. haven't figured out how there to do that yet. There are I really wish we could do that. Yes. But until then, it's nice to have a backup you. Yeah. And, you know, you, you kind of hope that they don't like them better than you, but if they do, it's fine. But you need to have, it's just protecting yourself because you can't be in two places at once and things do come up unexpectedly and you never want to be leaving a client stranded or in a predicament where they need somebody and there's nobody there. Well, one thing I want to say um, about this whole idea of referring is when you aren't available for somebody, but you refer someone who is in my opinion, that just makes you be that much greater of a resource mm-hmm. and that much a greater person to work with. Yep. So if I was a, you know, a client, you know, like someone calling you to, to do a project and you said, oh my gosh, I can't do it, but I know somebody who could probably help, you'd be throwing me a lifeline. Mm-hmm. So I would remember that. And right. I would say, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful. Thank you. I was in such a pinch. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a lot of value in that. So don't be afraid to yeah. refer. And I like to do the legwork too, to where I will check with my backup referral. Are you available on these dates? Are you interested? Here's as much information as I can give you about the job. So it's not creating now extra work right. for that client. Because I, I could just say, here's the, here's the name and number of this person. But now then they have to go through the steps. Yeah. And especially if it's because I'm not there for them, that that's another way that I can be there without being there physically. Right. And I, and I always say in those cases too, like I am available to talk, to email, you text. I just can't be there on site that day. Right. But if you need anything, reach out. I'm going to help you figure it out. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm, that's good. And there there are times too when you're not it's you're not sick, you're just busy. All the things as we've talked about, 
they, they pile up and suddenly there's all of these things that you have to do. And again, you're only one person. So what are you supposed to do? Because something has to give. And there's one of those solutions is outsourcing. And that's usually outsourcing the things that are more simple, that are not fun to you. Big ones that happen, it's usually admin work, it's bookkeeping. You can find a plethora of people out there who would be happy to do it. There's a lot of virtual assistants out there. And it does, there's, it does take a little bit of time to train somebody in what they need to do. Mm-hmm. But I know people that use VAs to manage their inboxes. It's basically that person's responsibility to read the emails, filter through, send them what they need to know, answer the things that they can answer, but just helping them stay in communication with people so it's not weeks or however long it takes to be like, oh, I didn't get back to you, so sorry. Bookkeeping, another huge one, because you, you, it's great if you're too busy to do your invoicing, but invoicing is how you get your money. So you don't want that to be backed up for months at a time. There are people, I, I do bookkeeping for a handful of my clients. I don't do that as an, one of my main services, but if it's a good client, I, I like to do that because I know it's helpful and it it's easy for me to do. And it, it just helps strengthen that relationship. And And for me, it's kind of self-serving because once I see what's going on, I can make recommendations for how to improve Absolutely. how their business is, is running. That's how I got in with you in the first place. I'm just going to throw that all, no, all, all the ways that and, I uh, Like I said earlier, there. we get by with a little help from our <laughs> friends. It is always nice, too, to have some fresh eyes mm-hmm. on, you know, your your workflow and in, in your life because sometimes you you know you're just so in it and you see it one way yep. and somebody can come you know with a fresh perspective and say hey what about this and you're right. like genius <laughs> so yeah. it's it's awesome I think outsourcing is hugely important and I know for me um, there have been a lot of days that I've you know thought oh my goodness I need somebody to help me with you know, editing this voiceover project mm-hmm. because uh, it's a time suck. You know, here's an example. One job I've booked, you know, they wanted me to cut up the audio into like 500 different <laughs> files, you know? It's fine. Terrible. <laughs> um, I like to send people one file, I'm just right. saying, and let them do it on their <laughs> end. But sometimes it's just that. So for me, the amount of time that it's going to take me to cut up all of that audio versus taking that same time and using it to audition for new projects, which creates me more revenue stream and or doing other paid jobs mm-hmm. or catching up on other things that make me more income, um, it's better to just hire somebody to edit all that audio for me. And I know this really great guy named Shane Sharp. <gasps> Shane Sharp. And uh, yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> and I can tell you there have been a number of times that I've reached out to him and been like, hey, man. Um, can you help me edit like 500 files? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, girl, I got you. Send it over. And he's always so helpful. So that's a really great example for me uh, of an outsourcing situation that's been a lifesaver, uh, time saver. And I was able to meet a deadline that otherwise I would have been able, you know, not been able to make so, right. so easily. Yeah. And then that time that you would have been spending editing is time that you're not recording other voiceovers that are bringing you in more money. Right. Exactly. So so, so it's it's really and that that's one example. And then um, 
you know, right now, I would like to share one other example that's been awesomely helpful. You know, we've got our website for the voice actor studio, and we've been working on, you know, making that system run more efficiently. And we've just recently found some, some new help mm -hmm. and some new people. And, um, it's, it's just awesome when people, you, you cross paths with people who just kind of come up to you and say, Hey, I, can help you make something better, you know, right. and that, that was an interesting conversation that we had. Um, I met a gentleman recently who was like, I noticed some things that about your website that I can help you make better. And he didn't know how, you know, if he was going to offend me or <laughs> if, if, if I was going to be open or not. And I was like, well, that's amazing timing because we need to make our website run better. And it's just awesome to have people I can turn to. I'm not a website expert. And <laughs> what? I know, I know, right? And You're not um, secretly sitting at home coding at night. Oh my Gizmo gosh. on your lap. Right. <laughs> Gizmo and I are like, hey, let's do this. We can do anything. But I don't want to spend my time trying mm -hmm. to figure all that stuff out. That's That's a great example of... When I first started voice acting, I built my first website myself. I went to like Wix, uh, you know, Wix.com. And that was, at the time, I was able to build a very basic site. I didn't have a huge budget to be able to hire somebody mm -hmm. to help me. And it was just like a starter site. But then over the years, as I started to make more income and re reinvest back in myself, then I was like, I'm in a place now where it's time to outsource, you know, yeah. and I need my stuff to look better and work better. And um, I think there's a time when you work with the tools that you have, but I think that there's a time when you go, okay, what's the best use of my time? Mm -hmm. What can I do with my time that's going to, where can I generate more income or be doing the things that I love and I'm the most passionate about and have other people doing the things that, you know, are not your super strengths. So, yeah. And that's why, because a lot of times when I suggest outsourcing to anybody, the first thing I hear is I can't afford to do that. It's like, okay, you're not considering the value of your time. That's a big one. And, and there, there are a few lines of, of thinking here. So I might jump around just a Let's little bit. Let's do it. Because like one it. of it, one of the things is sometimes you can hire temporary support. And it's, th this is kind of how I got into my part of my business is because I had realized there were a lot of people in my industry that needed some help, but they didn't need full-time help. And I had mm -hmm. no interest in working for somebody else full-time, but I also really liked the idea of being able to work for multiple people from home. This is one of my goals was to be home more. And so I, I have this and that, yes, if you need me to manage a whole project, I'm going to do that. But, but I don't have to be in charge all the time it's fine if you just need a little bit of extra help. And one of my bigger clients, she does hire me for big jobs, but she also, there are times when she's so overwhelmed because she might have four or five different shows in three or four different states all at the same time. She can't be in two places at once. And so she has to hire out support teams. And sometimes she'll just send me an email like, I don't know what your schedule's like right now, but if you can do this, it's going to help me. And sometimes it's budgeting. Sometimes it's just taking care of vendor invoices, making sure we have W9s and all the math adds up. Sometimes it's random things. But I'd like to know that she has that person that she knows that she can depend on me. And sometimes I don't have the time either. And I'll just let her know, like, this is when I can get to this. If that's okay, then, then I'll jump on it. If not, can't help you this time. 
but it's not any kind of commitment on her part. It's just when she, when she gets to that point, she, she reaches out. And awesome. there, I like that idea. And I think a lot of people can benefit from that. There are VAs and other types out there who you don't have to sign a contract with for monthly work. Sometimes you might just need somebody, you're really busy for one month or you're really behind on stuff and you just need to get through it. It's like, you know what? I'm going to pay somebody to do it because if I don't, I'm stressing myself out. I'm actually losing money because I can't do all the things. And maybe somewhere you don't get back to a client fast enough and then they do hire somebody else. There's a lot of things that can happen when you're not taking care of what seems like the little stuff until it, it piles up and then it's like, oh, yeah, not, yeah. not so little. So that was one of my lines. Did yeah. you want to jump in? No, I, I'm, I was, I'm totally, I was going somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no. I, well, the one little comment I'll make is I think if you, um, you know, are a, a self-employed person or, you know, have, have some kind of skills that you can offer to not always think about having long-time clients and long-time projects. I think it's just a really good thing to pay attention to that you can kind of offer services to be, to fill in the cracks, you know, Mm -hmm. when people need extra help. So, um, maybe you haven't considered that. So if, if you haven't, I just think what you said is super valuable. And it's, it's helpful. I mean, sometimes for me, that's just, it's not, a giant income. It's not the same that I would get from doing a big project, but it's supplemental. And supplemental income is nice because you want to have multiple revenue streams coming in because if one big client goes away, you're not Mm -hmm. fully dependent on that. It's good to have options and other other ways. Filler work. Yeah. I love it. What else you got? Well, it's the, when we're talking about the value of time, I mean, people that say, I can't afford to do this. It's not that simple because it's, it's a, you have to focus on what is the main way that you make your money. Like for you, it's voicing. It's mm-hmm. physically voicing, recording. It's not editing. It's not auditioning. I mean, auditioning leads to the emails and you, you can't outsource that. You can't have somebody else right. audition for you. But, we haven't figured out the cloning thing right. yet. <laughs> but spending time doing bookkeeping doesn't bring you any, any money. No. Needs to be done. Also, you hate it. I know. It's not enjoyable for you it's at not. all. So why, when when you say, and this, I'm not saying this is how long it takes, but just for an example, if it would take you, say, three hours mm-hmm. to do what you needed to do for on the bookkeeping side of things, that's three hours that you're not auditioning to get new jobs, it's three hours that you're not recording, getting paid work, and it's three hours that you're not happy because you're doing something you hate. Sad face. Sad face. <laughs> However, if there's somebody like me, maybe I can do that same amount of work in one hour. You, I'm and sure you could because... That's something you enjoy, something that you're you're really efficient at. It's right. one of your super skills. Thank you. So yeah. But yeah, that whatever you would pay me for that one hour, it just bought you two hours of time that you mm-hmm. could audition. And maybe that two hours of time, you land some giant role that's going to make you way more money than what you paid me for that one hour or it, two hours Not to mention it's just two more hours of joy. <laughs> two more hours of joy. You can't go wrong there. Yay. And even thinking about things in your personal life, like I, I could pull the weeds in my lawn. I don't want to. I pay somebody to do that. Yeah. It's going to take me a lot longer. I don't have the equipment. I don't want to do it. I mean, it just, it's not, it's not good use of my time. It's much better for me to pay a professional mm-hmm. who's going to, that's their wheelhouse. It's what they do. 
and it saves me. I don't have to do anything. They just show up and then they, they charge me and it's great. I don't even have to think about it. Awesome. They tell me when I need to change my water schedule, <laughs> you know, my, my tree needs some, some trimming. They just do it. They found a leak and then they just tell me, Hey, we found this leak. We fixed it. Here you go. It just makes my life easier. Make make your life easier. Yeah, I think that <laughs> I think it's so true. Make your life easier. It's uh, it's really worth its weight in gold. Mm-hmm. You know. And there's another thing that, that people get hung up on is they they're afraid to ask for help. They don't want to admit that they're in over their heads, that they've taken on too much, and that especially you know when you're working for yourself it, i feel like a lot of us feel that there's there's something we have to prove mm-hmm. and that asking for help is somehow a sign of weakness yeah when when it's not and if you ask somebody for help chances are you're helping them you're you're paying them so that's a person that's getting extra income because of you maybe you're building a relationship maybe they know somebody else that needs your services mm-hmm. you're you're expanding that network and sometimes now you're helping multiple people Yep, just because you thing. had and, and having so much work that you can't keep up with it, that's not a bad problem to have. It's not a bad problem <laughs> to have. And but I will say that, um, you know, your health is another aspect of all of this. Mm-hmm. Like stress is like the worst thing that you can do to yourself. That's like the yes. worst burden to put on your body is stress. And so I think sometimes when you think, um, oh, I can't afford to outsource, you know, you can't afford not to. It's, it's one of those things where you need to make sure that you're taking care of you. You're making sure that there's a price, there's a price that we pay for everything. And I think having some time for some downtime, Mm -hmm. some sanity, oftentimes I'm, I'm so thankful that I have the team and the different people who help support me. You're big part of that. Uh, yeah, but not only, <laughs> I mean, I'm talking too with the studio, it's like the other coaches, mm-hmm. other people who I can lean on. And I just want to shout out to my friend, Brent Mukai. Hey. <laughs> there's a delayed reaction there. <laughs> 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 well, there's no, no reaction. <laughs> it's just, it's so nice to be able to, if you're, if you're having a moment and you're going, oh my gosh, I need, I, I need some help. I need some backup SOS. It's so awesome to have certain people you know and you trust and you know they care and you know that they're willing to help and step up. Mm-hmm. Even for super small like things, like somebody needs to unlock the studio door, <laughs> something like that, you know, and Brent <laughs> Mukai's like, I got you. Hey, girl, I got you. And I'm like, man, thank you. Because I was in Chicago. I couldn't help. <laughs> because you can't be in two places at once. <laughs> exactly. That's just an example that popped in my yeah. head. But um, don't overlook the people you have all around you who can right. help in various ways. And be grateful for those people. <laughs> and, and then there's also, you know, there, one kind of the stick in the mud kind of deal that might come up, though, is if you already have a commitment and then you get sick or the family emergency comes out up. Yeah. It's great if you can find somebody to cover you. If you can't, sometimes you just have to do it. And because you've already made a commitment or you have to weigh your options there, what are you gonna do? And it's a really hard decision to make because you need to be there for your family member or you're just really not feeling up to it and you know that you need to get some rest, but at the same time you made a commitment to somebody and if you don't show up for them, they're going to be in a really bad spot where maybe they're going to lose their client or they're going to lose some money. It's not always a matter. It's like in my world, production, it, there's giant crews. So 
I can't just say, I can't be there. Can we just reschedule 30 people around my schedule? Unfortunately, it does not work that way. We're, mm-hmm. we're not that important. So there are some times when you, you kind of just have to do it. Take some day quill. <laughs> right. You just have to power roll. through. And it's awful sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, does Brent have a question? I have a question <laughs> on the topic of outsourcing. Mm-hmm. Do you find as an entrepreneur that you can you speak to the value of knowing how to do how to do it in the first place and be competent at it? You know, mm-hmm. because you can outsource the editing, right? But I think that it is important to know how to edit. Yes. You know, and, and you can you can outsource the the all of that stuff. So I, I'd love your perspective. <laughs> when is a good time to start outsourcing? It's it's like the undercover boss theory. I don't know if it's a real theory, but that show Undercover Boss is where somebody like a CEO goes undercover and they start working the more the the lower not lower but the not as ceo roles in the they're, they're, i'm not trying to diminish the, the all worth the roles of somebody that make the 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 world go round yeah. in that business and yeah. i think that's really important i know for myself i want i want to know how to do all the things mm-hmm. and i will i want to make sure a that i know how it works just because I, I like to know how to do things also it helps me then if i need to train somebody how to do it I can show them, well, this is how I do it. You're welcome to show me better ways, but at least I have an understanding. It's also, you don't want somebody to take advantage and say that something's going to take six hours when it's going to take two. And if you know how to do it, you know how long it, you at least know how long it takes you. Now, somebody could be more or less skilled in it than you and might that time might differ, but it's a good idea just to know and I, I just think it's a really good idea to know how every single part of your business functions. I agree. Because as you grow and get busier, you're going to have to trust other people with those parts. But having the knowledge of how how it's done, where even if you're, I'll go back to the bookkeeping example, you should know how to work your software system. If you use QuickBooks or FreshBooks or whatever you're using, it's good for you to know how to do that in case the person that later you outsource to, maybe he or she is sick one day and you need a report or you need to send an invoice. You don't want to be stuck like, I don't know how to do anything in my business because I let everybody else do it. Yeah. Sometimes it happens. I've seen it happen where somebody just doesn't know how to do something. And a lot of people in that position are grossly being taken advantage of Mm -hmm. in certain ways. I would also say that I think you should know every single aspect of your business, even in a small way, so you have an understanding. Um, and I think the the more you know about every area and the more you know skilled you can be, the better. But I mean, like for me, I'm a really good voiceover uh, software editor, but there are just times when it just makes way more sense for me to give that to someone else to do. Um, just time-wise, right? But, you know, definitely I'm efficient in that area. Um, And there are so many things that you do that there might be times where you're like, hey, I might need some backup on Mm -hmm. this project because there's only one of me and having a second set of eyes and hands is going to help. Let's just power through this thing and meet this deadline or whatever the case may be. Um, But did we answer that, Brent (laughs) Mackay? I think you did. Yeah, Mm. I, I think... I think thinking of it exactly like you said, as backup, as opposed backup. to going to shovel off all these things that I yes. don't know how to do 
onto a person. And it, it helps the communication. When you know how to do something yourself, you can speak better to somebody else who's doing it. Where there there is a tendency where somebody doesn't know how something works and they just assume like, oh, that can't possibly take that long. It's only a 30 second spot. What do you mean? It's you, it's going to take you an hour to record it and get the audio back to me. Yeah. It's that when people just don't know and they make assumptions. Yep. And that's a, that's a really dangerous thing because it might seem simple, but sometimes there's a lot of work that goes into making something look simple. It's <laughs> so true. Well, you don't want to discount that. When you're really good at what you do, mm-hmm. you make it look easy. Right. And a lot of people underestimate that. Mm-hmm. And there, so. what is that? There's a saying that goes around. It's it's a popular business meme in the uh, entrepreneur world, but it's, you're not paying me for the time it took me You're not paying me for the minutes it took me to do this. You're paying me for the years it took me to learn how to do it this well. Or it's 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 much more succinct and better than that. But I I don't know exactly. But it's true. It's a you just paraphrase paraphrased it beautifully. But it's like yeah, it's like all of that time commitment training, and then you becoming exceptionally great at your skill. Mm -hmm. That that has that has a value, you know. So just know that. You're awesome. And just because I'm the, the number nerd, I also like to throw out that <laughs> when you outsource your services, it's business deductible for your taxes. So it's, oh, it's a nice little, little perk. Uh, you do go. also, though, uh, since we're going down that road, you also have to be mindful of how much you pay somebody because if it crosses over that $600 threshold, then you have to send them a 1099, which yep. means that you need to get a W-9 from them. And it's a thing that people don't want to deal with a lot of the time, but you have to. So it's, you have um, to. it's part of being the business. You just, sometimes you have to do, again, the not fun things. But you know what? Sending out 1099s is something that you could outsource. And Amanda McEwen thinks it's <laughs> super fun. I do. I just find it that's very relaxing in January every You're year. So funny. I don't know why. It's, 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 I'm weird, guys. You know this. We've I loved about I it. love that about you. Thank you. And there's uh, another since I'm kind of in the the money mode, which, yeah. you know, cuz who doesn't like money, right? There there are times when somebody might want to hire you and you need to outsource. And so you, there's an expense, right, that you're paying somebody, but maybe you're not paying that person as much as you're getting paid. And so it's one way to look at it is, yes, I'm spending extra money, but part of it is, but I'm also keeping my client. I'm keeping, I'm getting some income out of it. I'm just spending some of it, but it's better to have a portion of that income than none of it at all. Absolutely. And you have to look at the long term, the big picture right. of the relationship and the other work that you will be getting from that client in the future. Mm-hmm. You served, you know, you provided a solution for them. And sometimes you're going to outsource and pay another person and you're going to keep a little. Sometimes you're going to outsource and pay someone and you're still going to earn a lot. Mm-hmm. Other times you're going to pay it, you're going to outsource and you might lose money in <laughs> yep. that moment. But if you look at it from a bigger picture perspective, mm-hmm. I think long game, it, yeah. it'll, it'll be a good thing. Because if you have that network around you, you have that team, you can't be in two places at once, but maybe you can get hired by two or three different companies who have projects at the same time. You're going to be on one. You're hiring somebody to be on the other two. You're able to kind of keep an eye on things, mm-hmm. but now you're getting all three sources of income. Yes, you're spending money 
on other people, but that's money that you wouldn't have otherwise. I actually and- like it when it comes up, when I can... <laughs> outsource my friends. No, uh-huh. I get excited. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, yep. do you want to do this thing with me? Or, and it's just because I know that coming from being self-employed, whenever anything comes my way, that's kind of unexpected or fun, or it's quote unquote filler work, supplemental mm-hmm. income. I'm always like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah, let's do it. You know, that's a fun yeah. surprise. It's like a job surprise. Right. You know, <laughs> I just, you just made me think cause I, I hired Abby, your Abby. Yes. To help me, we had to go buy some stuff at Costco. I, I had a budget for somebody to help me go get stuff at Costco. I, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. It was, again, for one of those giant crews. But it's like, she loved basically, it. I just needed to hire somebody. So why not hire somebody right. who has a Costco card, who has a <laughs> lot of experience? And man, she could maneuver that that flatbed. And she was all over it. I, I couldn't she steer the excited. thing at all. So if like, you need any Costco shopping help... And she made some extra money and (laughs) she loved it. And she was like, hey, Amanda McEwen hired me to do this thing and I had a blast doing it. (laughs) She's like, we got it done. And she's like, I made some extra money. And she was... She was jazzed. Yeah, and she she helped me out because I didn't want to, yeah. I, I didn't have the time to do it by myself anyway. Yeah. And I, again, I couldn't steer that card. So I, I would have been stuck uh, and helpless in Costco. Right. Help me. SOS. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it goes along the same lines of thinking as, to me, if somebody refers a job to me, I like to send them a referral fee. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's money. Sometimes it's a gift card. I have one person that doesn't like it when I do it. It makes her uncomfortable. So... I stop, but then I feel uncomfortable. But it's the way I look at it, the total amount of the job, that's money that I would not have had otherwise. Mm -hmm. So why not take a portion of it and give it back to the person. It, to me, it's just the right thing to do. It's a thank you. I, yeah. I have clients that do that for me. And, and sometimes I'll just get a check in the mail and they're like, hey, here's a referral fee. Or or they'll just say, hey, send us an invoice. We just booked this job because that you told that person to call. Yeah. Cool. Like, And I, I would have done it for free. Yeah. I did it in thinking that it would be for free. Yeah. But it's, nice, it's just nice in establishing that network of trusted people that you know, hey, I appreciate you. Gratitude goes a long way. So it's expressing a gratitude. It could be something as simple as like a Starbucks gift card or, um, I don't know, just the smallest gesture, even a handwritten thank you note, Mm -hmm. I think sometimes can, can really go far. So just thank your peeps. Thank the people who are helping. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just filled up the air with, (laughs) I put a sigh. I know. I I don't really, I think that was our longest, our longest silence that we've had. And my what happened is my shoulders started itching. And I was like, I I was like, Amanda McEwen, where are we going next? So I was like, let me just sigh. Well, I I have a, a discussion topic. I'm curious your take, since we're talking about all of this, if you outsource your work, do you think that your client needs to know that somebody else is doing the work and not you? I I think it maybe depends on the situation, mm-hmm. but I think most of the time, no. Yep. I think I think TMI. Yep. I think that if you are following through and delivering the the project or whatever, I'm kind of thinking in mm-hmm. the scope of my work. Yep. Like if I hired, you know, somebody to edit a whole bunch of files for me, I don't really think that my um my, my voiceover client really needs to know whether I edited those or right. someone else did. Yep. Um, the bottom line is I provided the service for them and they're happy and I, I hit the deadline. Maybe it had a schedule. Mm-hmm. It's all good and everyone is happy. So yep. 
And that's that's my take on it from yeah. my from my scope of the work I do. Yeah, because a lot of times that that is the case. What happens behind the scenes, they don't need to know. Right. They don't need to know how you run your business. If they hire you to, and I don't know, this is kind of a silly thing, but a lot of people do ad, outsource their admin. So if you're busy and you need to make some kind of Word document or a spreadsheet or something like that, if it's correct and you've looked it over to make sure it's correct, they don't need to know that you weren't physically the one to do it. Right. That's, it's all, it's for you, it's the cost of you doing business. I think the only way that I would say the other party would maybe need to know is if there's some kind of material or content that is like under NDA yeah. or, you know, if, if it was, if, if you were working on a project and the, the people who hired you to do the work, it was a very private thing or confidential or whatever, and you were going to use outside assistance, I would mm -hmm. get the permission from that end client or let them know or say, Hey, um, I've got someone who's teaming up with me on this project just to make sure I can hit your deadline. Um, would, is that okay with you? Mm -hmm. Do you want them to sign an NDA? Yep. You know, that would be a different example, right. but that would maybe be the only time yeah. that I would bring it up. And in my world, there are times because if somebody hires me to and they expect me to be on site, right. I'm not going to just send them somebody else. And it's happened to me. It happens in production a lot of times where maybe you have somebody booked for one day and then they get an offer for a job that's three day, three days. So they take that job and then they replace themselves on your job. I, I don't like that only because to me, if I give you my word and I've done it, I have turned down three day jobs for a half day job because I wanted to stay true to my word. Mm -hmm. That's something that makes me a little bit different than some because it's tough sometimes and you've got the, you, an opportunity to make a whole lot of money and you've given it up for a little bit. But for me, that, that client loyalty makes up for it. And I don't mind if something comes up. I just like to be asked, you know, hey, something came up would you mind if I take this job instead? I can put you, send you this person to mm -hmm. make sure it's covered. Yeah. I think those lines of communication, because there, there are times when a job comes up and I'll ask the client and, do, and I'll, I'm just very honest and transparent about it. Like this client called and they, they can book me for five days. Is there any way that we can do this on a different day at a different time? Would you be open to working with so-and-so on this? And a lot of times my clients are pretty understanding because they know I don't ask for it all the time. Right. But if, if they tell me I'm really only comfortable with you there, I'm going to be there. I just think uh, we've talked a lot in the past about communication and keeping the lines of communication open and just being really transparent and honest. Uh, we're all people at the end of the day. And I think people really appreciate that. I think sometimes <laughs> yeah. when you're new, newly in business for yourself or you're new to the freelance life, it's scary mm -hmm. to, to, you know, it's like you have to think of a reason or a way to, you know, get out of this thing so you can do the bigger job or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I think the way you approach it is just, it's with a lot of integrity and people who work with you work with you long-term because of it. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. And I think there, there's one other point that I had wanted to make um, that when you do outsource and you are keeping it under your, because in my opinion, I would rather hire out the people myself. A, I want to make sure that anybody I hire gets paid on time. And so I, because I, I don't do the net 30 thing. I just pay people right away because I, to me, that's the right thing to do. Also, I think it's important to keep the communication between you and your client direct Sometimes maybe you have an assistant or somebody that's going to communicate on your behalf, but 
I like to be that person. Mm-hmm. A, it's it's job security. I don't, again, I'm, I never hire anybody I don't trust, but I, I would like to be the one communicating because sometimes if you hand it off and then they're dealing with somebody else, they might think, well, what, what do I need you for? And you, and you don't want it to look like, oh, well, you know, you're not, you're not the one giving your energy to my project. When you are, most of the time you're still overseeing the work, you're still checking it, you're making sure that it's being done correctly. You're just not doing the, the time intensive part of it. So I think, and, and you want to make it so that there's no disruption in workflow from your client's perspective. Yep. I think and that's so, good advice. Plus, if you keep it under your own company, then it's it's still your own income and and it's it's just more streamlined. Some people don't want to deal with it though. They just think, okay, well, I'm not doing this job. So you just take it and run with it. And that's that's perfectly fine too. But it's just something to, to consider if you're gonna do it. Yeah, absolutely agree. On a different part of business networking before we, we we've gotten a lot into outsourcing, which is which is fun because a lot of people need it and people don't do it. But in your business network, who are the people you bounce ideas off of? Like mm. who, who do you go to if you have a new idea, if you need some some input? Because for, for me, I, there, I, I like to talk to people in my industry and I like to talk to people who have no idea what happens in my industry for both reasons. A, somebody who does what I do or similar work is going to be able to offer more detailed perspective of what, I mean, just firsthand knowledge, Mm -hmm. but somebody who doesn't know how it works might have some crazy off the wall idea that works really well. And it's because they're not coming to it from the same perspective. They're just thinking of it from their Mm -hmm. frame of mind. And sometimes you can get really good ideas from people who are not in your industry. Yeah. No, I agree with people you. that, you know, for, for me to be in that, that kind of network, it has to be somebody that's trusted, who's not willing to say, I don't like that. I think that's a bad idea. And this is why in a very tactful manner, Sure, but I need people who are going to be very direct and honest and not just tell me what they think I want to hear. Yeah. I don't, I don't need that kind of No, you want, you network. want somebody to really give you, uh, the, the truth, you yes. know, what they see. I love to bounce stuff off my dad. He's a mm-hmm. business owner mm-hmm. and he lives in a very different world. He's in a manufacturing world and <laughs> I'm in, you know, I manufacture products with my voice. Um, <laughs> but it's fun. We, we do share a lot of, there's, it's interesting business, being a business owner and being in completely different worlds there's a lot of fun crossover to talk about mm-hmm. and there's a lot of fun things that he's advised me on over the years. And I, I do really enjoy getting a totally fresh perspective on my business from mm-hmm. like my dad, you know, or yeah. my brother who's also in, you know, but totally the, not in voiceover. But. but that's the thing, like running a business, there's a lot of crossover. There are a lot of similarities. So even if you have different focuses, yeah. It doesn't mean that you can't bounce ideas. And sometimes, I mean, that, that that's what's worked well for me. I didn't know anything about production when I got into it, but I had managed a different, I managed an ice cream store. So I knew some of the, the skills and yeah. I was just able to apply them to something else. And that that is, it's an easy thing to do, but that's why sometimes to have somebody that manages a different kind of business it's really helpful because one of their workflows, they might think, oh, wow, yeah. I never would have thought to do that yeah. because we do things this way. Yep. 
Like, recently, help. my brother said to me, I was just sharing like a, a struggle with him and he goes, well, why don't you just do X, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it was. And then he went, duh. <laughs> and then I was right. like, oh my gosh, yeah. you're right. But like, he just gave me this super fresh set of eyes mm-hmm. on something. So absolutely. Because we, we can overcomplicate things in our <laughs> minds. And especially when it comes to troubleshooting, when you're so close to something, sometimes it's good to just step back and say, hey person who doesn't know anything about this particular situation. What's your take on this? And also, uh, I think it's very, very helpful when you have emotions tied up in something. Like when it's like a business thing, but you're you're feeling emotional about whatever decision making that's going into it. Just talking to somebody who doesn't know the people, doesn't know the circumstances. <laughs> right. And they'll just give you this very clear cut, like, just do this. And then it's like, yeah, you know, okay. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. So so have a good network, yeah. a network of people. Have a backup you until we learn the whole cloning thing and how to figure that out. Just have yeah. have a team of people who you can call when you need to. It, it's just a good thing. You, you, having a support system in your business, in your life, both, yeah. is just really important. We do get by with a little help from our friends. And just make sure that those friends know how much they're appreciated and valued. It's it's huge. And on that note, I'd like to leave you with a song. I, th- I was going to ask you if you wanted because to sing. I, I if, can tell. I can feel it. If you have a great network, it'll feel like this. Ooh, baby, do you know what that's <laughs> worth? Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. I told you that's they where she was going with it. heaven, friends come first. Ooh, we'll it kind of ties in. A place on earth. Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. I tried to do a fade out. <laughs> I got that. So, so no Ringo. You're just gonna leave people hanging with no Ringo. Or- we get by with a little help from our friends. That's all I got. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning into the Womanpreneur Podcast. Until next time. You've got this.